Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to talk about how even though the media really focuses on renewables as a source of new energy, that in fact, the real news has been made in natural gas. Natural gas, the big energy story. A lot of times, the ideas for blogs and videos that we do are prompted by questions from clients. And we had a client recently who, who called and he said, I see all of the different towns now putting barriers on new natural gas hookups. Westchester County, Con Edison uh, has, has said there'll be no new, new customers. Doesn't this worry you in terms of demand for natural gas going forward? There's no question energy is undergoing a transformation and renewables receive all of the press. Solar prices and wind are falling. Next era energy did a webinar recently that we listened to that was really exciting because it talks about the drop in prices, the huge growth they see in renewables, how they're the, certainly the biggest producer of renewable energy in the United States. And so I can understand why a lot of times people feel like, boy, it's all about renewables, fossil fuels are going away. And we thought, let's just look at the numbers around that. Berkeley, California won't allow any new buildings to go up that use natural gas. But it turns out that when you get into the numbers, natural gas really is the story. Last year, almost half of the growth in world energy use was from natural gas. 43% of growth was natural gas. Renewables was only 18% of the growth. In America, natural gas rose as a share of all of our energy by almost 2%, from 29 to 31%. The share jump was much bigger than for renewables, which went from 3.9 to 4.2. So we're using so much more natural gas than renewables, but we're also increasing the share of our energy in America that comes from natural gas relative to renewables. And yet you wouldn't really know that when you read the press and, and, and see all of the different reports on climate change or renewables or what everybody's doing. And then you switch to Asia, where China burns half the world's coal. They're killing their citizens. People have all kinds of respiratory challenges in China. It's become a political issue in recent years. Smog and, and pollution in Beijing is now legendary. It was even an issue recently, some years ago, in, in the Olympics. And so China wants to increase its use of natural gas. It wants to get to 15% share natural gas for all of their energy consumption. That's about two times the share it's at today, around 7.5%. But it's even bigger than that because they're not just trying to increase their market share of natural gas over the next 11 years, but they're going to use more energy. And when you figure in the growth in energy use in China, as well as the fact that they want to use more natural gas as a share, they need almost three quarters of what we consume today in America to meet that objective. What they need is a, they need a U.S. shale revolution in China. And of course, China's had a lot of challenges in trying to exploit uh, shale and, and use some of the same technology that we have here in America. And the result is that they keep revising down their forecasts of what they're going to produce from horizontal drilling and fracking and from shale. 
Now, it's true, China has a lot of exports uh, supposed to come from Russia, from Eastern Siberia, and that's really going to help. But one of the problems they face with that is that China, like America, has two peak demand seasons, summer and winter, summer for air conditioning, winter, obviously, for heat. And so the shoulder season, spring and fall, are typically when you build up uh, storage so that you've got the natural gas that you need for the peak demand periods. But China doesn't have the same storage capacity that America has. The gas that's coming from Russia is going to be fairly inflexible in terms of the volumes. It's sort of like once they set that up and it's running, they're going to have the same amounts of natural gas coming month after month. They won't have the ability to change that. And because China is relying on that type of supply from Russia, because they don't have the storage capacity to allow them to really build up supplies when they need it, they're going to be relying more on other imports, particularly LNG, to meet demand in summer and winter. And in fact, Chinese LNG or liquefied natural gas imports are likely to not just increase, but to grow by two to four times over the next 11 years under the five-year plan they have in place right now, and maybe even more because China is going to be a big buyer of natural gas. And that forecast that I just shared with you is based on what we know today about existing LNG export capacity around the world. But of course, you could see additional investment in new LNG export capacity, both in America and other countries, in order to meet that. It's, it's almost tempting to think that the liberal media is focusing on renewables as the story because so many reporters care deeply about climate change and think that renewables are the whole answer, which they're really not. But the numbers show that the real story is that natural gas is where the transformation is taking place in energy, not in renewables at all. Natural gas is the real story. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lack.